Hello and welcome to Scary Pair, a horror movie podcast between partners. I'm Nine. And I'm Oval. And we're fucking back. Yeah. So, uh, listeners, you might have noticed that our uh, schedule is a little a little wacky right now. We have uh, we have decided that we're going to redouble our Scary Pair efforts, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna be moving to you bi-weekly, every other week. Yeah, every other week, not twice a week. <laughs> not twice a week. So we're gonna be trying and posting Wednesdays every other Wednesday. Yeah, except so, except this coming Wednesday. Except this episode, which is going to be It's going to come out whenever, whenever it comes out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, but just keep keep your eyes out in the uh-huh. future for that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Opal, what have we been up to the last couple weeks? I forget. Can you tell me? <laughs> so we watched a couple movies. Yeah. First of all, uh, we watched Blade 2. Oh, we haven't talked about watching the other Blade movie. Okay, okay, let's go. Let's go. Uh, so, uh, the only note that I wrote down, and I wrote this down when we watched Blade 2, which uh, was a while ago, uh, was that it was weirdly HD. Because we watched um, it... We wa- well... We wa- the conditions we watched it in were not ideal. I'll put it that we, way. We were at someone else's house. We We recorded the Event Horizon episode there, actually. That's true. So... We had just watched Blade 1 there when we... No, we watched Blade 1 here. We watched Blade 1 here, but we had just watched Blade 1 at time of recording that episode. Yes. Uh, but then then we decided to watch the other ones. Like, they have HBO. They're like, hey, use our HBO. So I did. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so um, they have, like, a, one of those... 4K TVs. They have a crazy HD TV, and they have, like, motion smoothing... And, yeah. like, we didn't know how to turn it off, so the movie just looked really weird. The movie looked I had, super weird. I, I realized like, that I had never really experienced, like, having to go through one of those TVs before. Yeah, um, when when people talked about, like, oh, when I go to, like, my relative's place and they have the 4K TV and I, like, turn off motion smoothing, it's the first thing I do. I understand it now. I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah. It I would, looks crazy. I would turn this off immediately if I could have figured out how to do it. It looks like one of those, like, AI-generated, like, six. oh, I made this thing 60 FPS videos. It also just makes it look like the movie you're watching is TV. That's right. It does look like, it looks like, um... It looks like a CW show or something. Yeah, it looks like weird HD TV. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> that was like the I would say honestly that was like my huge impression of Blade Two was wow this 4K TV is doing some shit my, to it. My impression was people like this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because watching this one, it's the Guillermo del Toro one, and like I see how this was like a dry run for doing. Hellboy and then oh, Pacific it's, Rim. It's a hundred percent the practice run for Hellboy. Yeah, you can see like him getting better at doing this stuff um, as his like career as like a mainstream Hollywood director like takes off. Because the movie he did like right before this was like um, the Devil's Backbone or something like that. Like it was like yeah. a smaller like um, smaller much smaller budget movie. Like it was a big jump to this movie basically, um, and I can see him figuring it out. Yeah. Uh, Definitely has like a visual style. Like it has a ton of it colors I, and stuff too. I it. get why people like it, but also I, it is worse than Blade One. That's yeah. Blade One is just too good. I feel to like live up to it fully. Like just watching them all back to back to back. 
Yeah. Also, um, Blade 1 is absolutely um, like the style guide that the Matrix is ripping off. And Blade 2 is the style guide that the Matrix 2 is ripping oh, off. The Matrix Reloaded 100%. Um, so that's very funny. Um, that movie has more colors than the Matrix 2, though. It does, yeah. Uh, uh, Guillermo's bringing his colors. Yeah, he, he brought uh, his little palette. And then we watched Blade Trinity. It's not a good movie, but it was a funny movie. <laughs> it was a funny movie. I want to say, fuck Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Every time that man is on screen, he's just doing, like, the he's thing... He's doing Deadpool. He's just doing the thing that becomes Deadpool, and it's so annoying it's in that really movie. It's really annoying. Because it tonally makes that no movie sense. Would, that movie would go up by, like, 50% on Rotten Tomatoes today if that character didn't exist. I can see why um, Wesley Snipes reportedly was, like, uh, uh, referring to Ryan Reynolds as a cracker <laughs> on set. <laughs> um, because... and We don't know what he did to deserve that, but... Uh, and apparently, yeah, he was... It's funny. He was uh, looking down quite a bit on Ryan Reynolds and Jessica Alba, his co-stars in that movie, who are giving nothing. They really aren't giving compared anything. to what Wesley Snipes is doing. Yeah. I, uh, he's right, actually. That's yeah. my yeah. That's my take. Um, yeah. Also, it has like a it has Dracula, but he's like a big Italian guy. It's really <laughs> which, strange, yeah. Which is strange, yeah. Um, Not a look I normally get for him. The only other really funny thing about this movie, in my opinion, is the music. Uh, which... Oh god, you're gonna say what I said <laughs> So we, we're like watching this movie And the credits roll And it goes right into this rap song And the words We both first of all just laugh at it Because it's so laughably bad And the words out of your mouth were uh, Death grips if they fucking sucked <laughs> <laughs> And then we look that up And it's the Wu-Tang Clan <laughs> <laughs> The whole soundtrack is done by the Wu-Tang Clan Okay, but that song was like the worst thing I've ever heard from Wu-Tang in my life I've never heard that song before In your defense and mine, because I also thought it sucked The lyrics <laughs> fucking are stupid Uh, yeah, so we, we both clanned on the Wu-Tang soundtrack a bit Uh, very funny Uh, deeply funny Uh <laughs> The song's like, and I'm a vampire, and I'm gonna suck your blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's Wu Tang. What so. if I was a werewolf? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So that that's the movies we watched. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. You know. Uh. That's how it goes. I went to to uh, Las Vegas for a weekend and came back. That oh, was yeah. fun. Yeah. You had your own little adventure. Yeah. While I stayed home and did nothing. That, you uh, downloaded a bunch of Skyrim mods. Oh, don't tell anyone that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fine business. Yeah. Uh, but now we're back. We're back and we're, we're... It's it's time. It's time to talk about The Ring. It's time to talk about The Ring 2002. <laughs> I know. This is the first time that you have seen this movie. Which I kind of can't believe. Because um, this is like the PG-13 movie that all of us watched. This movie was like a cultural tour de force in grade school. Uh-huh. This yeah. was a big deal in grade school. Um, because even if you haven't seen it, you know of it. Oh, absolutely. I knew I knew all about this movie. Yeah. Um I knew that it was so scary. <laughs> oh, this the ring is so scary. They're right. They're right. It's scary. It's scary. It's good. Um we'll talk about it. I I enjoyed the movie. Um I have seen um the movie that it's based on Ringu. Uh, yes, from... we have both also watched Ringu, which you have watched first before this which is kind of an experience that maybe not a lot of other people share <laughs> other americans yeah. certainly yeah um that movie was from 1998 yeah i found out while researching that um these are actually based on a, a novel 
which yeah, also Japanese called, novel. Japanese novel, also called Ringu, um, from 1991. Uh, we're going to talk about that later because I think that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I looked into this novel a little bit. I didn't read it. Um, it was very successful. Um, it's by Koji Suzuki. Um, my impression of it from reading the synopsis and the stuff that they cut out for the movies is that this is a John Grisham ripoff. <laughs> this is like a fucking airport book. This is uh, this is a salacious, uh, oh, some crazy shit happens and you won't believe this crazy twist at the end book. Well, there's some fun airport books. Oh, absolutely. Uh, definitely like in the... But it, it, it's funny because I feel like because this movie's Japanese, it has this certain air about it when Americans talk about it where they're like, oh, it actually has crazy themes and it's so important and it's so... It's really, like, a thoughtful movie. And it's like, no, this is, like, um, just, like, a pop thriller mystery novel with, like, some horror elements thrown in that did really well in Japan, uh, had, like, a manga made out of it, did well enough to be in, like, a shitty V-Cinema movie that took off because it was great, and then got ported over here. Like, Well, I mean, I've read some essays about Ringu in my time because <laughs> I exist as a person. Sure. And there are people who are, who are like... Oh, it's old Japan versus new Japan. It's like about fears versus technology, as if Japan just isn't like that if you go to it. It's like, <laughs> it's like old and new in the same place at the same time every single day. I, so it's, well, I don't know if that's intentional or not. We'll, we'll talk about like the themes of this movie, but I, like honestly, my feelings about it are that, like, oh, it's like, yeah, this is what a Japanese person who likes John Grisham novels would write a horror <laughs> novel about. And then it's, you know, because it's it's pop media, it, it takes off in movie form. Like, it lends itself well to, to movie it form. It does. It's very it's very mimetic. And I think yeah. the nature of the story is mimetic on purpose. Yeah, and I mean, that makes perfect sense why, like, it would go to V cinema, because that's something that, like, that kind of genre of movie is very interested in, um, and very, like, because you're, you're trying to fucking sell the tapes, uh, and, you know, um, we're kind of like transitioning into this movie's like cultural footprint here, but it does absolutely lay the groundwork for this movie specifically. This American adaptation lays the groundwork for things like um, the Grudge getting remade. Oh yeah, um, it started. It started the Japanese remake thing, which um, I, yeah, all I, of those movies took the wrong lessons from. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Like, um, so the director for this one is Gore Verbinski. Uh, really hilariously, this is what um, secured him the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. I can see it. Yeah. Um, I think, so his whole thing with this movie is that he had seen the original. Yeah, of course. He thought it was good, and he wanted to do a remake of it. And he knew that Japanese fans probably weren't going to like it. Um, but he was like, I'm going to set out to try and actually make something that's kind of... Um, that holds up to the original, and that's just a good movie, and is you have like... To, you have to just make a new movie. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna make a new movie that's, what if you made this movie in America? And he follows yeah. through on it. And I think I think that's exactly what he does. Yeah, and I think the movie is, like, better for it. And, like... I agree. I like this movie. Like, I liked Ringu. Um, I like both of these movies, both of those movies for, like, different... Re you, you said, like, I like them for different reasons. I that, do. That resonated with me a lot. Like, they're both trying to be totally different things, honestly. Um, well, one's kind of like a classic, like low budget or J horror kind of like minimalist, and then you have like 
the American Hollywood maximalist movie version of that. And that's honestly, like, they're two completely different things. 100%. This is, like, this this movie is way more in the mode of, like, a, a movie we watched recently, Shutter Island, honestly, <laughs> than it is with, like, You're not just cinema. saying that because it's gray. Well, it is gray, but, like, in terms of, like, tonally and, and um, like, how much they show you and kind of the, the pacing of it, I feel it's like, like it's... It's like a supernatural mystery kind of deal. Yeah, almost. yeah, 100%. I mean, it is, like, a, like it, this one just has the aura about it of horror movie. Like, it's talked about always as a horror movie, but it really felt more like a, a, a thriller to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, there are definitely, like, scary visual elements in it that we'll get into, but... It doesn't rely on, like, gore or jump scares, really. This is kind there, of what, like, every PG-13 horror movie wants to be. There is gore and there is jump scares, but I agree it does not rely not on it. Really. In terms of, like, storytelling-wise, I, I don't think it's doing that. Yeah. Um, um, did I have any more, like, background on this? Um, it's filmed in Seattle, which you can tell. Uh, um, I mean, yeah, it takes place in Seattle, filmed in Seattle. It's all on location, I guess you could say. It, it looks good. It does. I, I think it. I think the grayness and like the sad, the sort of somber tone kind of works. Yeah, I like the Pacific Northwest Gothic that like Twilight totally like, <laughs> totally ruined. Take, yeah, take, rips off the Pacific Northwest like island um, sort of vibe that just like yeah is completely ruined by Twilight to a degree. It, um, parts of this movie look like Twilight. I can't say I'm not ruined forever too. But yeah. Um, did you did you read anything about the promotion for the movie? No. No? Uh, what did you find out about it? Uh, well, basically, um, well, they ran commercials of just the tape and didn't say what it was. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. And just that by itself on late night TV, no, oh, no movie title, nothing. It's I, just that. I saw that as a thing that like people did after the fact, um, but I didn't see that that was like tied into the promotion for the movie. That's cool. No, um, but also before the movie, they were, like, leaving the tape on people's cars and stuff. Like, at movie theaters. <laughs> yeah. And they would, like, try to spread it around and, like... We'll get into the some, movie, but that's great. Them, some of them came with, like, some weird ARG website stuff. Like, oh, you can yeah. tell, like, they were super inspired, like, by the Blair Witch Project stuff. Yeah, this is 2002. Yeah. Like, we are in it. Like, this is the... They were, they were kind of doing that a little bit. This is the prime, like, ARG time in I w- society. I kind of wish we still did that. I, I, I agree. I think it's super cool. Um, I like how seriously this movie takes itself in that, in that sense. Like, because there are versions of like american remakes of movies from other places where they're like oh isn't this so goofy and silly isn't it so like um what are you talking about well i just i just feel like um sometimes when there's like an american remake there's this and it's like a mimetic sort of movie like this with um things that are very like sort of surreal and um stuff like you know Psycho coming out of the well is a meme. Like, that's just the the long black hair is a meme. It's a thing that gets joked about in American media all the time. Well, you're thinking of, like, Scary Movie 3, which is a response to this specific movie. Right, but this movie is taking itself 100% seriously. Even in, like, terms of the marketing and the... This was before the joke! Well, but I just appreciate... That it is like that. Okay. I appreciate that it's taking itself seriously. That it, like, cares about... It doesn't think this is silly or goofy. 
even though that is what I think the cultural sort of memory of this stuff is for some people, especially people who like who are like me, who are like six when this this kind of stuff was coming out, and it was a joke on the playground or whatever. On in the same vein as like, isn't it so funny that um, Michael Myers is gonna get you or something? Um, I mean. I feel like the choices in movies that they were choosing to remake didn't help that case where, like, That's we were true. doing The Grudge, which is, like, the same Jane the same, aesthetic yeah, with, yeah. like, the long hair and everything. Everyone's like, oh, it's like that, but, you know. Yeah, I, I guess I just appreciate that because this movie is before all of that, it's not um, leaning into any of that at all. It's it's just no. presenting the movie, like, seriously. And like, if, this was, if this movie was made today, they would probably have a joke about that. Exactly, and I would hate it. Yeah. I would hate if they, like, winked at the camera constantly about, isn't it so funny that we're doing this? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, so... Um, long back cares? Seriously? <laughs> well, and, like, so the... Um, the author of uh, Ringu the Book, Koji Suzuki, he also wrote the novel that uh, the movie Dark Waters is based on, which is mm-hmm. another, like... Yes, that also got remade. Yeah, that also got remade in America. And, like, you see immediately, like, how hungry American like American producers are for, like, getting a piece of this immediately. That's kind of just, like, the same story if you, like, read it through a sheet of philo dough. <laughs> yeah, like, that bit. movie. That movie is kind of just the same thing. Yeah, I, I read a if really you, like, brief version. It's of like that, how but... people talk about Lacroix is like someone blew on a lemon into like a seltzer <laughs> water. It's like that version of the ring. Yeah, I mean, it does seem like these are the themes that like this author is interested in. That's that's um, why we're not talking about the movie Dark Water right now. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I guess I guess what I'll say is like this movie both reminds me of a time where. Um, American culture was kind of obsessed with this in like a, a little bit of an ironic way, but also a time when you could present this stuff completely straight and just say, no, this is interesting and good. And people liked it. People responded well to it. Oh, they, yeah. You know, this movie made a ton of fucking money. Oh, yeah, it did. Um, I think um, it said that um, I read that it was like the most successful remake for like the new It or something. Sure. Which I would yeah. barely count. The ba- which we, which, because <laughs> we've done it before. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, that's kind of the background on this movie. Uh, oh, I guess the only other funny thing is that Hans Zimmer did the soundtrack to it. Yeah, um, he did. And occasionally he comes out. He, like, <laughs> you, you feel the Hans Zimmer, like, uh-huh. busting out at the seams. Yeah. I tried to, like, look at his um, filmography to figure out, like... Well, he did Pirates, too. Right, so he he goes with Gore Verbinski to do Pirates, um, but he had already broken out at this point. Like he did the soundtrack to The Lion King. Oh yeah, <laughs> he did Gladiator. So I mean, like he th- was already a very established. Yes. Yeah, this is not like by any means his breakout or anything, but he is in a lot of ways like the composer of it's, my it's childhood. Kinda, it's kind of the start of those two becoming besties. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I mean you know by like 2010 he's doing Inception. I feel like that's when we hit like peak Hans Zimmer, like the oh the, we're peak Zimmer, the Dark Knight into Inception, yeah, and then you know yeah. I feel like now we're in a post Zimmer world, but. Um, Oh, don't say that. <laughs> this is definitely, like, a peak of his powers sort of thing. And there's a few times where he's, like, he's flexing. The Hans, oh, yeah. Zimmer, the Hans Zimmer score is coming out. It comes out. out. Yeah. Um, so I enjoy that. Well, I'll point it out a few times in the summary when we get if to If you it. point it out, you can kind of hear it. But it's kind of not, like, the most, like, 
I guess, characteristic soundtrack I've ever heard. It's mostly no. just kind of like thriller it, beats. It, it's all, honestly, mostly nothing. And then there's just a couple times where he can't fucking help himself. Yeah, and yeah. He, because, like, when I think of Hans Zimmer, I think of, like... A, I wasn't even really thinking about it until you pointed it out. Yeah, like, when I think of him, I think of those tracks that kind of, like, insist upon themselves and, like, force you to kind of, like, think of them as a big theme to what's happening and, like, insert themselves into the story almost. And... For the most part, it's not, it's like completely in the background, but there are a couple times where the, the Hans Zimmer comes out. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. You said you wrote a lot about this movie. So, yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying a slightly different. So, one issue with this show. Oh? Is that, is that I, the way we do it is we watch the movie one time and I sit there and I take notes. Uh, I take, I take summary notes of what's happening so that I can do, the summary, and then we do our, our summary, and we bounce back and forth, and you know it's it's our it's our shtick. It works. Um, what is your issue? Tell me, tell me right now. <laughs> well, sometimes writing the summary kind of takes over my experience of watching the movie a little bit. Yeah, I feel that. Um, especially when it's a bad movie, <laughs> it really like asserts itself. Where it's like doing. You have to write out what's happening. I have to write out the physical. I have to care deeply about these really stupid pointless scenes um so i'm trying like a slightly looser style where i kind of just like it's still in chronological order it's still scene by scene but it's a little bit more like my experience of watching the movie and like what i responded to as opposed to the literal events i think we'll still cover everything we want to cover no yeah that's that's fine yeah and i ended up writing a lot more than i normally do and having a lot better time with it this time so we'll see if this method works for me see if you're writing down your experience you have to talk about the stupid comments i make during movies sometimes (laughs) yeah so sometimes we miss some of your your great comments honestly wow thanks so um all right so with that i think i think let's get into it yeah let's let's get into it so we open on like a brick brownstone type house in seattle uh i don't know uh and the most 2002 girls i've ever seen no but they are in school uniforms, which is kind of like a cute little nod to like the opening of the original to me, but it's yeah. in much more of a like Britney Spears hit me baby one yeah, more time Catholic is, school vibe. It is 2002. We are doing, yeah, we're doing that. Um, That's kind of hilarious. It is, with them with the flared sleeves is what gets me. Yeah, it's really funny. But um, they're like, it's just like the original. And you know they're they're talking in their like slightly valley girl accent about losing brain cells watching TV. It's so funny. Don't you know the cathode rays are gonna rot our brains? Oh, I would love to hear her talk about five D towers. <laughs> um, and you know they're telling scary stories to each other. They're like, I heard about this crazy videotape where if you watch it, you'll die one week later. Uh, and then you know uh, to really sell the the joke, Katie's like, oh. I watched the tape, and then the phone rang, and then she starts gagging and is like, oh, I'm dying, and then she laughs and is like, haha, Joker's trick. Um, Joker's trick. (laughs) But then, the phone rings for real. (laughs) What what if a phone rang? Uh, But it turns out XD is just mom. (laughs) Haha, where's her Vicodin? (laughs) It's a joke that gets dropped. Uh, They're so cool. I would love to hang out with them. (laughs) Um, but, uh, all of a sudden the TV and like the downstairs, like uh, living room just is playing static and they can't, she can't turn it off. She's like turning the power button up. But the TV is not turning off. Yeah. 
uh and we get um we get what i can only imagine is the fridge door fake out multiple times oh yeah you were you were joking about that because like scream had a a newer scream had a joke about that recently where like there's always someone behind the fridge door yeah and really what it is which is true you're kind of (laughs) expecting someone to be behind the fridge door well i mean the framing of the shot is intentionally being claustrophobic so that where you know there's a reveal coming to prime you to be like, oh, there's going to be something behind the door. But then they fake you out twice and there's nothing. And it just kind of keeps building up the tension each time. I, I thought it actually worked. Just but... like when you open the fridge, there's nothing there. <laughs> um, uh, One of the girls goes upstairs and there's water on the floor. This is a very wet movie. How do you feel about the the horror trope of just, there's water where there shouldn't be? Um, I feel like that's unique to this one, isn't it? Because she's wet. Yes, it makes sense in the story of this one, but I do feel like it's like a like a. Isn't it so scary that there's water here when things sh- when there shouldn't be water? Okay, but this thing is wet and shouldn't be. Think about it for a second. You're just walking around, uh huh, and you step in a puddle of something. I think a pipe burst in my house and there's flooding, and I have to save my Magic the Gathering cards. Okay, but just just that split second <laughs> sensation of. like that's that's what we're that's what we're channeling i'm thinking oh no the toilet exploded (laughs) um anyway (laughs) anyway we get a bunch of uh like quick and horrible cuts as she opens the door and bang we're at a grade school or an elementary school a kid is drawing yeah he's having a good time he's by himself though that's how you know he's neglected yeah because he's in class and the teacher's just watching him by the way you wouldn't be allowed to do this like go to daycare or go home you can't just like sit in a classroom and draw i mean here's the thing kids get snatched up a lot (laughs) but in 2002 yeah that's that was everyone's favorite time for snatching kids kids? okay um but yeah we learned that this kid is double neglected because his mom rachel is a journalist who swears even though she's walking through a kid's school and you're around kids you should know not to swear well they they went home but your kid is there you're being neglectful rachel you're not thinking about your kid he already says all this <laughs> you're thinking about the job we're gonna talk about this kid uh, I, I kind of love it. I kind of love this creepy kid. Uh, the the teacher is like, hey, you have an omen child? And she's like, he's just like that. <laughs> which is the plot of this movie, which yeah. is really good. He um, is just like that, though. Yeah. She, she wasn't wrong. Yeah, he's drawing dead people uh, even before they're dead. Uh, Who among us? <laughs> it's an omen moment. Um the best, the best part of this whole little bit is she takes the kid home and she like lays him down in bed and he's like, "You want me to read you a story?" And he's like, "I'm kind of tired," <laughs> which is just like I'm over it. The most like non kid thing, like you're expecting him to like talk in like a little voice and be like, "Oh yeah, read me a story," and he's just like, "I'm kind of tired." Well, <laughs> I have to, I have to go into this. I feel because I feel like this kid is um. Older than they wanted you to believe he is. Because this kid looks like he's like 12 or 13 to me, but he's one of those kids that stays short for a long time. They and want then, you to think this kid is he, like 8, and, and then, he is not 8. And they want you to think he's like 6 years old. <laughs> yeah. That's like the age where we're talking about like concerning stick figure drawings, okay? Yeah, We're yeah. not talking about like a 12-year-old. He's in second this. grade, but no, he's like 11. He, he looks like he's 12, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... 
he also says, we don't have enough time. Uh, uh, but she's like, not enough time for what? And he's like, until we die. She's like, well, no one knows when we're going to die. So true, little man. So true. Uh, No one knows when we're going to die, though, and you don't have to worry about it. And he's like, Katie knew. (laughs) Uh, And we, this is the first tip that um, the girl in the intro is like his babysitter who who has died three days ago. His cousin. His cousin, Katie. uh, Yeah, it's her sister's daughter. Yeah, we'll get clarification on that in, like, yeah. the next scene. But, yeah. Um, I I love I love the performance this kid is giving. I don't think he's, like, a great actor or anything, but I love... Well, what, what can you give, really? Right, right, totally. But I love that he, like, has been given a direction and is running with it. Like, he calls her... He doesn't call her mom. He says, Rachel. That's, yeah, that's weird <laughs> as hell. <laughs> Which is weird as hell. Super unsettling. Stuff like, you know, saying, um, I'm kind of tired. But um, but she says earlier to the teacher to call her Rachel. So is well, that but, something that she told him to do? Well, but the teacher's calling her Miss whatever. Yeah, and she's like, no, call me Rachel. Well, she's doing that to be bitchy to the teacher. Because <laughs> the, the teacher is telling her that she's not a good mom. And she's like, don't you call me Miss whatever. Fuck you. I'm Rachel. Everyone calls me Rachel. Including my, my son. son. calls me Rachel. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, but I just like that the the kid is, like, um, instead of just being a bad child actor giving, like, a nothing child performance, it's, like, a weird, creepy kid performance, which is, like, kind of... He is, yeah, he's weird. I like that, though. Yeah, it's kind of okay if it feels a little stilted, because he's weird. He's being weird and creepy. You're like, okay, this is, like, stylized, so even if it's bad, I kind of don't care. And he's, he's not there enough for me to, like, really care about the performance that much. It's true, it's true. He's not a huge part of this movie. He is one of the three characters, though. Oh, there are at least four. (laughs) Okay. I'll have you know. Fair enough. Um... To, to double up on the creepiness, they're about to go uh, out, and he's, like, picked out a dress for his mom. No, it's her one dress. She's her like, where's one, my one dress? My one black dress, which is not what she's wearing in the next scene, by the way. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> Styling and wardrobe. Uh, OMG, it's time to go to the funeral. Oh, did you say OMG? OMG, and look at the picture of the girl at the funeral. It's the girl from the intro, in case you didn't get it from her name being Katie. It's her. Closed casket, by the way. Uh, yeah, we do it. We do uh, subtly nod to, uh, let's not look at her. <laughs> uh, and Rachel's um, sister is like, you're a journalist. You can find out. No doctor could explain to me why my daughter would just die. I was on Google for four hours, and I didn't <laughs> I didn't see anything about a teenager's heart stopping one time. She said that is so funny. That's crazy. <laughs> I think you need to look harder. I think you're doing something wrong. Um, uh, anyway, jump scare to where we see Katie's face. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is in, like, a death smile. It's, um... It's a strange corpse grimace. I think it only works because you see it for about two seconds total over the course of the whole movie where you see it like four times. It's good though. <laughs> it's, a, it's a practical makeup. Yeah. And like, I think there are pictures of just like, either like, I don't know if it's a doll or if she had that on her face. Mm-hmm. It's probably on her face, but I, I think there are pictures of her just like. Looking like on. that? Yeah. yeah that, that's good. Um... 
Anyway. It's good. I like it. This is like an iconic uh, kind of like <laughs> jump cut to well, this crazy face that she has when she's dead. It's interesting because this is like one of the few jump scares in the movie. Um, and it's one of the few times the movie is like willing to be super explicit in terms of like showing you something terrifying on screen. I love it. I, I love it. Um, I think it's got like a really steady hand on that stuff for the most part. Um, I think I think it, because I, be, I think because they are kind of like withheld a little bit on those things that it is more effective when it happens well yeah and the tone of the movie is very withheld yeah so like i complain on movies that are very like loud and silly for not being loud and silly with the gore because like that would be appropriate for the movie but since this movie is taking itself very seriously and is very restrained i'm glad that they hold back no they're playing it more like a kind of mystery yeah than um, anything leaning into the mystery it's time for rachel to interview katie's uh friends yeah she she doesn't think about this for two seconds she's like yeah i'll investigate your your kid's death yeah why not i'll make my career out of it yeah i'm a i'm a journalist yeah uh uh so her friend from the intro katie's friend from the intro who's in the scene with her she's in a mental hospital uh and her other friends that are there at the funeral explain the tape to her and also that um she had a boyfriend named Josh, who is also dead. Uh, he died the same day. Uh, also, Aiden, the little boy, uh, goes upstairs and kind of pokes around Katie's room to kind of uh, look look at her stuff. And I was very briefly totally obsessed with the idea of, like, a mother-son detective duo. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not coming in along. the style of like Columbo or like uh, he he's he's doing Conan case closed. And... Okay, but here's my thing: the kid has to be psychic. Yeah, the kid has to be a genius. <laughs> like <laughs> you have you have like a psychic. He has to have powers. You have a little psychic genius boy detective and his mom, <laughs> who's like uh, also investigating. I with love him. that. His mom, who's like you. No, you have to call me Rachel. <laughs> Isn't that what the sixth sense is about? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, but I was just, I was just very briefly obsessed with that as like a story, as like a, as like a manga I would read. Oh yeah, I'm sure it is. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Conan and his mom. Yeah. Yeah. His mom who says, no, you have to call me Rachel. Oh God. Uh, anyway, he, he tells, uh, he tells Rachel, uh, it's not Katie's room anymore. Cause she's dead now. Get it? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, also, uh, they look at at her photo album and all the faces are blacked out. Yeah, she... This is just something that you start doing. Yeah, we learn you later. Start scribbling. <laughs> we learn later that it's like a compulsion. You start doing just... like tripling scribbling. Yeah, but always over people's faces. I think it's um it's something that like they never fully explain in the movie, but like there is an obsession with like people's faces. Um and I think that's interesting. I think that's interesting as like something that is scary. It's just, it's more just like a motif. It um, is more like a like iconography than anything. Yeah, it's. I don't it, know if it means anything in terms of like the themes or the story, no, but it's something scary that happens. I, I don't think I don't think it like ties into the story really at all. Um, but it's just kind of a thing that is going to pop up like throughout the movie and be like a creepy thing mm-hmm. that is consistent. So, um, also uh, Rachel finds a ticket to uh, for some photo processing because this is back when you had to get your photos processed. I mean, you still can do that. Yeah, also it takes fucking weeks. <laughs> I mean, these would these it would did back then too. These would not be ready three days later. Um but uh she she goes and she picks them up and it's pictures of, of Katie and all her friends up in the mountains, but their faces are all weird. 
uh, floops Fuglies faces. Yeah, they're all distorted. Triple F. Um, we also, uh, she does some more investigating. She finds out that Josh also suffered head injuries while jumping off a building. So, like, Katie's face is all fucked up. Josh had, like, head injuries. Their faces are all fucked up in the pictures. Okay, but what happened there? She just throw him. <laughs> throw him off. I think he commit. I think the the idea is that he committed suicide at exactly because it happened at exactly she, ten ten p.m. Yeah. We're gonna find out is like as she's investigating. Um, she's like shooing away her boss who is attempting to fire her. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah. If you think I'm fired, no, you didn't. No, I have to go solve the case with my little detective boy. And he's like, okay. Yeah, but he's like, wait, what's the story about that? Yeah. Wait, what are you working on? Yeah, I feel like they've had this conversation before. <laughs> yeah. So th- this is why I say, like, the, the head stuff is, like, keeps coming out because everyone seems to, like, die of a head injury or something. Um, I I thought it was kind of, like, because when you see the, the little kid Aiden drawing her picture later, her face is just a scribble because that's what her hair looks <laughs> like. Because that's what her hair looks like? Yeah, maybe. Um... We find out that Katie and Co. were staying at the Shelter Inn up in the mountains, so we get some beautiful uh, driving montage through Washington. You told me in the book this was Hakone. Yeah, because it's a because it's a mountain little retreat resort town, uh, which is very funny. Lovely choice. <laughs> yeah, I was Hakone. Um, the guy at the checkout counter is um, failing at doing ESP. Um, I kind of like that. This is this is a funny callback to the books where um, the, the the little girl in the books um, had ESP powers. Of course she did. It's yeah. fucking a Japanese book. <laughs> Everyone has fucking psychic powers. Yeah. It's a Japanese like mystery. Of course the little girl who, uh, who went missing had ESP. We love psychic powers. Yeah. Um, so I just thought like that was a funny little little callback there. If I you, just think it's if a you know good, the lore. I just think it's a good bit to. Throw out some cards when you don't know how to do card tricks, and you're just like, "Is this, is this your card?" card? Eh, big, loud, incorrect buzzer noise. <laughs> but now, you're interested in what I have to say. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we find out that the kids did in fact stay there, and they rented a tape. Uh, and there's an unmarked tape among the tape rentals. Why would you take that? Uh, which yeah, Rachel just That's grabs. That's pornography. Uh, so okay. I want to talk about this because it's really funny that this movie is in 2002 and is obsessed with videotapes because it is like right at the tail end where I feel like that is a thing that could happen. (laughs) Oh, we were still watching tapes for a while, even after DVDs came because DVD players were fucking expensive. It's true. Everyone used tapes for like, I don't know, five, ten more years. Nobody had a PlayStation 2 in 2002 to play their DVDs. We did, because we were gamers. Yeah. But that was, like, a big sell, excuse me, of the PS2. Was that, like, it, it was, sure was. It was about the same cost yeah. as a DVD player. I think that's still our DVD player. If we ever yeah. needed to watch a DVD... <laughs> it would be on the PS2. It's yeah. on the PS2. Um, but I, I think it's funny. I think it is, like, an interesting relic of this being written in 1991. Um as like the central conceit it's it's this will last forever it's just late enough where it's like a a little bit charming and a little bit of an anachronism for 2002 now Um, it's all tiktoks (laughs) (laughs) well i mean if you wanted to talk about like the the ooh scary technology aspect of it like if this came out in 2002 it would have been a dvd if we were leaning into that, <laughs> well, which is, I think, speaks to maybe why that's not really, like, thematically what I latch onto with this stuff at all. It's not like, as fun, is it? No, there's something fun about the about a tape. 
it's, it's much more physical. Like you have the reel in there that like spins around. There, there's... And, like, you can look at you can look at the ne- the negatives. There's even a, a gag in the book I was reading where the very end of the tape tells you how to how to um, save yourself from dying, but somebody has copied over uh, an advertisement over it. That's funny. It, it is the kind of thing that's funny as like one line in a book. Yeah. But yeah, I can see why they didn't include it. Um. So, okay, Rachel goes to the cabin, and she's like, all right, we're going to play this fucking tape. We get some cool shots here. There's, like, a tree like and the, the sun setting. Uh, we, we, let's talk about what, what plays on this tape. Uh, we get a glowing ring, water, a chair, a woman brushing her hair, a landscape, person looking out of a window, torture, maggots, a giant millipede, fingers, Bars. a burning tree, a woman jumping off a cliff, a ladder, a grave, question mark, and then static. Well... It's a little more complicated than that. We see the same tree from the beginning, and then Rachel's eyes dilate. No, they constrict. They go little. Okay. I thought it was the other way around. No. (laughs) And then the fucking phone rings. I love this shit. This shit's so good. Oh, on on the tape, there would be, like, silence and then a phone ringing. What do you mean? When they did the promo tapes. Oh, that's good. That's really good. Uh, uh, This movie, this was the point where I'm like, okay... I'm in. To yeah. whatever this remake is doing, they fucking got me. Yeah. Like, they... This is, like, um... <laughs> later, one of the characters is gonna make fun of this tape and say it's a little student film. <laughs> um, but, like, it's creepy. It, like, draws you in a little bit. You're, it like... Is, it is, like, the maximalist version of, like, what they were doing. Yeah. The, the first one. You're leaning original. forward in your chair a little bit. You're like, whoa, this is so fucked up. And then the phone rings, and it's just... Ooh, it's yeah. good. It, it gets and you. And then a little girl's like... I don't know if you could hear me say that, but... Seven days! No, that's more of the Scary Movie 3 version. Yeah. (laughs) And then, smash cut, we get Thursday, day one. Yeah, yeah, we get the countdown. Or uh, count up. (laughs) Sure. I tragically missed day five, so I have in my notes exactly what all of the days cut, but I missed one of them. (laughs) So I can't do it. But anyway, Thursday, day one, it's peanut butter and jelly. Oh, it's favorite! (laughs) That's a callback. Callback to, uh, what's that movie? The Boy! The boy. Oh, that's our favorite! Aiden is leaving for school on his own. Uh, he's, uh, looks up at a weird dude in a jacket. Uh, and Rachel's meeting Martin Henderson, playing Noah as her ex. That was uh, the guy in the jacket. It was the guy in the jacket, which we'll learn later is, like, her son's dad. He, her ex? Yeah. yeah, her ex. They they take a while to mention it because I feel like it doesn't really come up because he's not involved, but then it like contextualizes the relationship a little more. It's really weird though. It's it like is, a, they they dole it out it's also. Like that, though. This is another change from the books. Um this character in the books is like a really weird problematic guy. Um he's like a weird freak who's considered like a genius who's like going to help the main character solve the case or whatever because he's a fucking psycho. Okay. And that is like the exact opposite of what this husband is. His role in the movie is to be like, "All right, honey, I, guess. I don't really believe you, but okay." Yeah, he's kind of the skeptic. Um you know, it's it's uh, because we can't have our investigation little boy we have to have another character to be the investigation partner. And this is the guy. It's the weakest character I'm, in the I'm movie. I'm with you. I think they could have done the little boy. And that would have been hilarious. And he couldn't be psychic. It would be so much better than this boring guy. Yeah. Who is the worst part of the movie. Um, 
I don't know. I don't really like Martin Henderson, the actor, and anything the guy's he's been like, in. The guy's like, pick a card, and the little boy's like, I know your name. <laughs> <laughs> You're Jeff. Uh, okay. Uh, Noah, uh, Rachel's ex, he takes a picture of her and it's all distorted and fucked up. She's like, take a picture of me. Watch this. <laughs> Watch this. You won't believe this. And he's like, all right, well, show me this fucking tape. Um, so he watches it. We see a little bit of it. It seems like it's the exact same tape as before. Like, it doesn't change. Yeah, it's the same. Um, <laughs> Rachel goes out onto the balcony and spies on her neighbors who are all watching TV. Uh, commentary, social commentary. So <laughs> we can't stop watching TV, you guys. We're also glued to our phones. <laughs> Uh, uh, Noah, um, because this is how the movie's gonna be, he just, he's like, oh, weird date, man. Yeah, I, that would be your reaction. Yeah, the phone rings and he's like, haha. This is like um, the average person reaction, like, oh, I yeah. guess. Um, but Rachel's like, no, you have to help me investigate, and he's like, alright, make me a copy, and I'll, I'll figure it out. Because he, like, works in, like, photo or video development or something. I fucking guess, man. He has, like, a huge warehouse penthouse yeah, has, suite or he whatever. he has, like, a studio with, like, pictures pinned up. So I'm guessing he does Yeah, something. that's, like, 2,000 square feet. I, yeah. Um, uh, but, okay, it's time for Rachel to, to uh, investigate. She's making copies. She's at work. She's watching this thing on repeat and scrutinizing it. There's a weird bug on the screen. I, I love the bug. Because, well, because she... She pauses it, and she notices the bug is still twitching a little bit. Even though the film is paused. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Really good. Really, really good. Uh, Friday, day two. Uh, Noah shows up to be like, um, you're the control track on this tape doesn't make any sense. And she's like, in English, four eyes. She's like, pretend I don't read, like, Video, video Geek Magazine. Monthly or something. <laughs> yeah, it's Video Geek Magazine, I'm Explain pretty sure. to the audience what that means, please. Yeah. Um, so he's like, yeah, uh, the, the tape doesn't make any sense. Ta- tape big weird. Yeah. That's, that's about what it yeah. amounts to. Uh, also, we learn that Noah is fucking a journalism student. Because, um, you know, he's totally not over Rachel, who is a journalist. <sighs> Um, is that what he does too? I don't know what we're supposed to assume about them at that point. I have no idea. Um, they they um do like I feel a, like I feel like you're meant to assume like it's some kind of like professional relationship, but it's like clearly not that. Well, yeah, because he like takes her to the elevator because she's gonna leave, and she does like a little speed run of their romantic issues, where she's like, "Oh, well, you're not gonna listen to me, and then I'm gonna get better about it, and then I'm just gonna have to do it myself, and then you're gonna get mad because I'm distant from you." Yeah, and, and it's, it's like. like Oh, <laughs> right. Uh, so she leaves and walks under a ladder. Ladder. Bad luck. Bad luck. There was, hey, I don't know if you remembered. Ladder. There was a ladder in the video. There was a ladder. There was a ladder. <laughs> <laughs> Guy says, bad luck. Don't do that. Bad luck. All I need is your drop of blood. Saturday, day three. That was good. That was, that was a good uh, Theranos lady impression. <laughs> Thanks. Theranos lady saying ladder. Ladder. Uh, it's mental hospital time. It's Becca, Katie's friend from the intro. She's barefoot. She doesn't want to look at the screens that everybody else in the mental facility is looking at. Get it? Social commentary. No, it's not. I think it's literal. <laughs> um, Rachel, uh, quote unquote, interviews her. Uh, but all, um, uh, Becca will tell her is that, uh, she will show you. Four days. <laughs> um... 
So we get uh, that. That's like all I had on this little like mental facility scene. Uh, they they it like goes. It's not really. It's not really anything. Much, yeah. Um, we we go right into um, Rachel doing like a walk and talk with this like video development lady where she's like she's trying to stretch the picture on the videotape so she can like see this little extra bit that's cut off. Yeah. Um. Uh, we uh, she does that. She gets to see a little landmark, which is a lighthouse, um, and she sees the fly again. Uh, which it's, is it's moving some more but she just takes it she goes and she picks it off the screen wild that's great that's so wild good visual. that's such a great little visual the yeah. idea that like oh you the the same bug is still there from yeah. when you watched it before it's in the same place but it's there you can pull it out of the screen and her nose starts bleeding yeah um this is this is also like a call forward for stuff that happens later in the movie but i just i really like that yeah um Day four, it's library records time. Time to look up all the lighthouses. <laughs> time to look at all the lighthouses ever made. Time to look at microfiche. I wish I wish there was a microfiche segment. There's a there, there might as well be. We're looking at a big book of newspaper articles. That's, that's right. older than microfiche. Uh, she very easily finds this lighthouse in a book. Uh, and now it's time for Google search time. Oh, yeah. We get old Google. We get 2002 Google, the one where the links turn purple after you've clicked on them already. The one that worked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and she finds a family photo, and uh, we get introduced to the character of Anna Morgan, who is a horse lady. And then we're about to get to horses. You it's guys, fucking it's horse fucking time. horse time. Did I tell you this movie's about horses? This is a horse movie. It's a horse movie. <laughs> also something that is not in the original japanese novel or film no. this is just, this is uniquely american this is uniquely because we american. love horses but they're fucking scary uh yeah we're hauling like physical records off of shelves and we learn about uh mysterious sickness horse death puzzle equine madness i, I love these articles <laughs> horse horse death puzzle <laughs> equine madness uh and we learn that um anna morgan was an award-winning horse breeder um uh she was suffering from hallucinations eventually she jumped off a cliff which is one of the scenes in the the videotape um uh, she eventually got driven to the county psychiatric hospital um what what was your guess that she like jersey deviled samara with a horse or something <laughs> No, my my thought was that like, oh, are we gonna are we gonna learn that like a Mister Hand situation was oh going on? Oh my god! <laughs> don't Google that. Uh, I don't think they have to, but don't. Uh, so anyway, um, as as um, Rachel is watching this, she's subconsciously uh, scribbling out a face of somebody in a picture that's by her hand. That's that belongs to the library. Uh, that's records. Uh, excuse me, vandalism. Um, I think this is the cut to day five. Um, if, if it starts the next day, then I'm going to say it's day five. Okay. Not yet because she's got to put her son to bed. Uh, <laughs> put that boy to bed. Put that boy to bed. Uh, he's, he thinks he's going to die. Uh, <laughs> oh no, sorry, sorry, sorry. We cut to Noah, who is the, the ex-husband. He, uh, <laughs> he's like buying cigarettes or whatever. And the person's like, you're going to die those things will kill you yeah yeah <laughs> um and he sees his face in the security camera all distorted it's which I, yeah. I thought that was a good i thought that was a good bit because i always look at my face in the security camera you you expect it to do that 
I don't, but I always look. I'm now always you like, will. I'm always like, wh- whoever's looking in, s- in the security camera right now and seeing me, what are they seeing? I like to wave. <laughs> Good for you. Uh, time for a time lapse shot of clouds, uh, and the babysitter is falling asleep watching Static um, because she was watching the little boy Aiden. Uh, nice little because the the tape has a bunch of static on it. When you see somebody asleep looking at static, it's like, oh shit, are they watching the tape? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that that's really good. Um, She's just a babysitter, though. Yeah, she kicks the babysitter out, um, and then immediately starts coughing up black string. This is crazy looking. Her pulling this out of her mouth. It's not just string. It's like a there's like a little. It's like, like an EKG like hookup thing, yeah. like you put on your skin. Yeah, or at the end of it, yeah. Um, while she's like calling her sister to be like, hey, can you watch Aiden? I don't trust him with this whole uh, falling asleep babysitter bullshit. Uh, also, the phone is leaking. <laughs> oh, yeah, the phone starts crying. Yeah. Um, uh, and we see um, the the um, the girl, the long hair girl. This might be the first time we like really see her. We saw her a tiny bit in the videotape. Um, but this is, might be the first time we really get to see her proper. She's got long black hair. She's wet. She's sitting on a chair. Yeah. Um, this is like a dream that um, Rachel's having. Uh, and she, she grabs Rachel's arm, which leaves like this horrible uh, like mark, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we see the the like psych ward that this little girl is in. Um, they, go to, they go to bed, but um, when Rachel wakes up in the middle of the night, Aiden is watching the tape. No! Yeah, she does do that. <laughs> she does, she does, do does that. say that. Um, Aiden's like, who is she? And then the phone rings. Ugh. And then the phone rings. And then the rings. phone rings. It's so good. Every time, like, they stop watching the tape, they have that little <laughs> emotional beat, like, God fucking damn it, you're going to die in seven days now. And then the phone rings. It's like, oh, oh, oh. It's good. It's hidden. It's hidden. The movie's a hidden. Um, she, she says, leave him alone. <laughs> and Noah's like, hey. I was just calling. <laughs> uh, I mean, all of his photos that he's taking himself. He's taking like twenty photos of himself, and they're all distorted. And he's how like, many? How many do you stop after? <laughs> well, that many. And he's like, I believe you. <laughs> um, and he's like, Who watched the videotape? And she's like, Our son. Yeah, this is this, this is kind of like the, the dropping. This the, is the reveal that the reveal that yeah they uh they the, have hidden together yeah. But he's not really there. He just kind of sees him sometimes. Nope. He's just kind of like mom's friend. Also, we see that damn tree again in a little montage. <laughs> yeah. That little tree up on a hill. That little tree, that cute little tree all by himself. <laughs> anyway, this cuts to Tuesday, day six. So somewhere between day four and day six, there was an extra day. I don't know where it happened. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um... Uh, Aiden reveals that Noah um, sometimes just shows up outside of his school and watches him. I think the teachers should call someone. Yeah, this would get you put on a list. Um, uh, uh, He's like, oh yeah, you know, me and your mom used to have a thing. And Aiden, eyes very wide, goes, mom's told me that story. (laughs) (laughs) Kids will just say something like that. Uh, Fucking rules. I used to do this uh, as a little kid. If I wanted to like freak an adult out, I'd be like, I don't have a dad. <laughs> and I'd be like, okay. That could mean anything to them. Yeah, it could mean so many things. And but I, you, you knew you were freaking them out and making it weird. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I was being a little creepy kid. I love that for you. Um, uh, anyway, we're talking about parental trauma. 
Aiden says, it's a conundrum. <laughs> That's so funny. The, the babysitter was like, oh, he learned the word conundrum. And then he says it in like a two That's scenes a, later. That's, That's really so good. That's, a, love... That's good screenwriting. That's good cute kid writing. It I is feel. good cute. The thing is like if a kid does it and it's like small and cute, then I like it. If it was too quippy and it was like too serious, I would fucking hate it. Yeah. But it, this is like the perfect place to deploy something like that. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Uh, okay. Time for... Mm. This podcast is almost an hour in and we haven't talked about Brian Cox one time. Where is he? (laughs) I mean... Okay, so going into this, like, I had seen Ringu, but, like, the thing that I knew about this movie is, like, Brian Cox is in it. Uh Uh-huh. Because I have a picture of Brian Cox looking all weird at the text, (laughs) The Ring. (laughs) (laughs) I love that photo. So I'm like, where the fuck is he? He is not in this movie. Um... So Rachel has like a series of of like thoughts. She's like um um like talking over stuff. She's like you could almost draw a line through Anna's life. She spends her time with her husband riding horses, but one day something happens. The horses attacked. <laughs> the horses attacked. She ends up in a psychiatric hospital. This is the part where they explain the plot of the movie if you haven't been paying attention um <laughs> as they're driving uh, and she's like uh before before you die, you see the ring. Uh, the images on the tape are leading us somewhere. And uh, she's like, it's got something to do with the horses. Yeah. <laughs> so when I told you this was a horse movie, I wasn't lying. The horses are very important. And there will be horse incidents apparently, in this movie. Apparently. Um, so they kind of they do like a little split up situation um rachel's gonna like go to the the island where anna lived and um uh noah is gonna go to the mental hospital and he's gonna look stuff up and they find out that anna morgan had a daughter yeah well i would hope that you would know who who (laughs) the antagonist of the ring after after like researching this person for like hours like for multiple days you're like she had a daughter yeah (laughs) Um, I feel like the audience should know that already, though. Uh, she's on a ferry. She's going to the island. I love this. I love a ferry. Yeah. Uh, there's just, like, a bunch of cars parked on it. Um, she finds, like, there's a little um, horse cart where a horse is being brought she's in. She's like, hi, horsey. And she tries to touch the fucking horse, and I'm like, no. What the fuck? What are um, you? The horse freaks out. Uh, because they do. Yeah, they do. Because they're fucking wild beasts. You see a close-up of the black dead horse eye. Oh, <laughs> horses are scary uh, anyway. this movie does tell you that horses are scary and uh it's true yeah anyway it like rips like a, a metal plate off of a thing like rips some rivets out of a wall and then escapes its enclosure uh runs around it busts out busts out runs around a fairy a little bit a little girl goes daddy my horse <laughs> daddy my pony uh, and then it jumps off the ferry. Yeah. Into the ocean. Uh, and it doesn't, it doesn't, the, my favorite part about it doesn't, this. It doesn't just cut there. Yeah, it doesn't like stick the landing. It like kind of, kind of glances off the side of the boat. It kind of hits like, the boat. And, and like it... tumbles down. And then there's even a slow oh, shot. It doesn't, it doesn't end there a either. A slow shot where everyone peers over the back of the boat where the rudder is and you just see horse blood. <laughs> and then she, the little girl's like, no! Daddy, my horse. <laughs> Daddy, my horse is so fucking funny. Um, just like for no reason, we fucking murdered this horse. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's for no reason. 
You can't sure. say that you've ever seen this in a movie ever before. I've never seen that. I've never seen a horse just jump into the sea. You've never seen a horse suicide before. I've never seen a horse. They've never done it since. <laughs> They've never done it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Noah, at the facility, he breaks into the records room. Where is Brian Cox? <laughs> <laughs> this I, is, I, I wrote I that in you, my notes I think you asked me that And I'm like He's in there There's only like three people in this movie Where is he? I looked up how much he was actually in the movie And do you want to Do you want to hazard a guess? I'm guessing he filmed all of his scenes in one day I'm guessing it's maybe a total of ten minutes Four minutes Yeah, okay <laughs> He was in the movie for four minutes Yeah, that's what it feels like um, And boy, what a four minutes it is <laughs> Because there's, like, two people and a kid, and that's, like, most of the cast for yeah. the whole movie. Um, Rachel finds the horse farm situation, which is not quite abandoned. Uh, she's seen stuff she's seen in the tapes. And there he is. There's, <laughs> yeah, there he is. There's Brian Cox. Um, he asks her, you want to know about the horses? <laughs> uh, the horses went crazy. I was crazy once. They locked me in a room. A rubber room. A rubber room with horses. The horses went crazy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so, uh, yeah, if this were a thriller, this would be the part where Brian Cox would, like, attack her. Um, and they kind of play it like that, Yeah, though. he's, like, brandishing a hook. It's, uh, he's scary. <laughs> yeah, he's... Brian Cox is fucking good. This man played Hannibal Lecter, you were, you were telling me this is, like, not the Brian Cox you think of? Because I think you think of, like, Succession Brian Cox, and oh, yeah. then you think of, like, Red Dragon Brian Cox. Weirdly enough, right? Yeah. I, so I think This of, is exactly in between. I think of right around this time, which is Born Identity Born Brian Identity. Cox, so yeah. I'm like, okay, this is the Brian Cox in my mind. Right. But it's different for you. I think that's funny. Because <laughs> I don't watch action movies. Well, the Born Identity is pretty good. Have you seen that movie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you okay. showed me that movie. Oh. Good job, me. Long time ago. I still have to show you the next action movie I'm going to show you is Gladiator. Almost a decade ago. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the next action movie I'm going to show you is Gladiator. Which, is Brian Cox in that? He is. I can't confirm where Cast and crew. Brian Cox. He's in X2. He's in, oh, no, he's in Troy. He's in Troy. Oh, the other one. The other one. <laughs> Okay, uh, where were we? Um, Brian Cox. Uh, yeah, so uh, he he tells um, Rachel that um, she's going to take one person's tragedy and force the whole world to experience it. And it's like you're spreading a sickness. You're not serious people. <laughs> um, uh, we see the outside of the house, and it's the same house that Aiden has drawn in a picture. Uh, complete with a little family, which is presumably the little dead girl with black hair because her face well, is all yeah. scribbled out. Her face is a scribble. Yeah. Um, which is yeah. her hair. Um, Noah discovers that Anna had had a number of miscarriages. Um, we find out that Aiden is drawing um, the ring because the little girl told him to. There's like some crazy stuff coming out of this movie. Yeah. Did you read about any of that? Uh, Well, like what exactly? About how like... It's implied they, like, made a demonic pact to conceive or something. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, so, the... I was reading about, I like, feel like we could do without that, but... I was reading about the original novel, and, like, that that book is really um, obsessed with uh, sexual assault as a theme. 
Uh, and I'll just well, say that uh, that plays into a lot of the backstory here that is not um, included. Well, it's stuff obviously. that you can it's stuff that you can infer watching this movie, right? But yeah. Um, so I don't know about that. I don't know if that's in this movie. It's not. It's not in it, but it's the kind of thing where like you see exactly where that would where a sh- a shitty John Grisham like uh, a, a novel would fit that shit in to be salacious I guess. and to get people to read it. So anyway. Uh, so, okay. Um, yeah, so we learn that the little girl is showing Aiden things. Uh, she lives in a dark place now. Uh, <laughs> Rachel. Rachel goes to visit uh, the, the, like, town doctor. Uh, and she's got a son who's playing with one of those... Uh, <laughs> oh, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> He's playing with one of those, like, squiggly things you get at the doctor's office. Where the you can, doctor's like... office uh, wires and block puzzle I thing. saw it, and I immediately went abacus-type beat. <laughs> which you said would be hilarious if someone's like, let me pull out my abacus, and they and pulled they out pulled one of these. And they pulled out, and they started <laughs> counting with the beads. I think that would be hilarious. <laughs> One, it goes down the curly wire. Three, (laughs) carry the four. (laughs) I'm doing long divisions. So fucking funny. We have to. We're just doing the same joke we did like an hour ago. But listeners, you need to hear this. This is this is like our best stuff. This is why we do the podcast because we would be doing this shit anyway. I know. Uh, All right. Um. The local doctor's like, yeah, Anna was having visions because the little girl was putting them there. Uh, and, you know, we love our disabled son. But they did. It's <laughs> <laughs> what I feel like yeah, she's, that's, like, that's leading the, to. It's like, yeah. they just didn't have patience for her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, she says, you live on an island and you catch a cold and it's everybody's cold. Since that girl's been gone, we've all been better. <laughs> So maybe it's better that she's dead. <laughs> Basically is what she's saying. Make up your mind. Uh, we find out through Noah that um, the father, uh, uh, Morgan, whatever, stole the doctor's tape of, like, the daughter in the in the facility. Which is cool because Rachel's going to go sneak into his house and watch it right fucking now. Yeah, in case you were wondering. <laughs> where, where I don't went. know if we said, but he doesn't want anyone to know that he had a daughter, basically. Yeah, he he's like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't have a daughter. Don't talk to me He about just it. says, I don't, I don't have a daughter. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, she find, but she finds uh, his daughter's birth certificate and a centipede. Centipede was on the tape. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a cool looking centipede. Yeah. Uh, and she, she views this tape, which is the doctors interviewing Samara, who is the daughter. This visual's really good. I feel like this is really iconic to this movie. Yeah, the- The, the all white with the white gown and just, like, the black hair is the, the only super thing- super long black hair, that yeah. That stands out. Um, she says that daddy loves horses and wants me to go away. Uh, uh, as we see Richard Cox, like, looming behind Rachel yeah. with a power strip in his hand. Yeah, you you pointed <laughs> out that you can see him pull into the driveway with, like, the lights through the window. Yeah, I think that's great, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, the, the tape ends, and then uh, Rachel gets up and... He gets decked by he Brian Cox. whacks her in the head with a power strip, which I think is fucking metal as hell. Yeah. <laughs> like, but also... Uh, this is like the craziest suicide scene in like any movie. This ever, scene right? was like, what the fuck? So he just starts walking upstairs. He yeah. he like whacks her and is like, fuck you, and then walks upstairs with this power strip and she follows him up there and she finds that he's like 
plugged all these wires into it, and he like takes the TV from the living yeah, room. Yeah, he just picks it, it up and takes it upstairs, which is fucking great because he's fucking like three hundred pounds and he yeah. can lift this TV. Yeah, um, just Brian Cox like selling all of his because he's a big guy and he's yeah. selling all of his physicality in a way that like I've seen him do, but only in like quiet parts, only in like small parts. This is him, like, fucking going for it. He's just fucking being mad, like, yeah. Yeah, I'm a big, scary dude. I'm just gonna pick up this fucking TV. Yeah, he's gonna, terrifying. Yeah. Um, and she finds that the bathroom is flooded, and he's gonna, like, he's gonna electrocute himself to death, basically. Yeah, he's got several things, like, plugged in. He's gonna make sure. He's damn <laughs> sure. This is the deadest anyone's ever been. Yeah, so we get to see him um, do that. He says his daughter's never going to stop, uh, and that she, she all of her whispers drove all the people mad, even the horses. I thought he was saying even the horses were whispering, which well, is even scarier. <laughs> well, this part's great because, like, again, in the, like, you know, in the end of Silence of the Lambs, this is like, oh no, Rachel's, like, stuck in the killer's house. She confronts him, and she's like, no, you killed your daughter. You did it. But no, no, he's like, no, my daughter was that fucked up. No, that... she's a fucking monster and you'll be haunted forever. Yeah, and I'd rather kill myself because you showing up at my doorstep means that she's never going to leave me alone and I'm fucked. So I'm just going to go out, which is And like, he goes he out. He goes out. It's fucking crazy. He explodes into lightning. Yeah. He turns um... into a skeleton. <laughs> Uh, and then of course, apparently, this was also crazier in a longer cut. Oh, I bet. I More bet. explicit. I, yeah, I kind of want to see that. <laughs> I know they they were they were telling about the stuff that they cut out for the PG thirteen, and I'm like, oh, I just want to see it. Yeah, for real. Um, uh, just then, uh, Noah arrives to you know save the day, even though there's no no day there's no one saving. to save anymore. There's no one to save. Um, and they're like, uh, and Rachel's like, hey, there was like this throwaway line earlier about how she loved the. She hates the barn. So the horses keep her up at night. <laughs> so let's Could go. you imagine? God. So let's go check out the barn. Uh, You're trying to go to sleep. You just hear. Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, they open up the barn doors and there's a ladder. Ladder. <laughs> it's the most comedically long ladder you will ever see. It is so I don't think this funny. Would, I think this would snap right in half when you got the middle. <laughs> the, the, both of them are going up it. I know. You, I was like, you see no. It, you, see, you see it like swaying under them, and I'm like, no. One at a time. No, no, no. One no, no. At a time. <laughs> but anyway, there's like a little room for the little girl up there. There's like a chair and a TV. It's a cute little room. She was kept up there while her mom was going crazy. But it's cute. <laughs> Um, and they, they, like, peel back the wallpaper to horse reveal... Wallpaper. The horse wallpaper. Dad, insult to injury. <laughs> horse wallpaper. They peel it back to reveal a tree has been burned into the side of the fucking barn. Uh, so they're like, I know... Rachel's like, I know that tree. I've been there. Uh, cause it's and Because the, you've been shown a tree several times. You've just times been shown a... Movie. You've been shown a tree, like, three separate you've times. You've been shown this Windows wallpaper several times. Yeah, where the sun's, like, sitting behind it, so they're like, okay, fucking day seven. Uh, we're... Dawn of the final day. Yeah, uh, the final day, day seven. We're gonna go back to the island where the, the cabin was, because that's where the tree is. Um. So did they used to live there? I guess? Uh, no, they've lived on the farm forever. So what? Why are they here? <laughs> anyway, they're they're back where they started. They're uh, in the cabin. It's been exactly seven days since uh, you know since she watched the tape in this very spot. 
Um, uh, she's like, I've run out of time. You have to take care of... What's Aiden. His name? Aiden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what she would say. What's yeah. his name? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but they, uh... The little creep that calls me Rachel. <laughs> no, no, there's a little bit of a tantrum, and he's knocking some shit over. Because he's like, we've got to find a way to save you, my ex-wife. It's not wife, like, ex- ex-girlfriend. Girlfriend or whatever. Girl who I got pregnant. Uh, and uh, a bunch of marbles... Uh, fall... Excuse me, baby mama. Peg rant. Uh, a bunch of marbles fall on the floor, and they reveal a little divot yeah. <laughs> in the floor, and they, they like... They make an arrow. Yeah, yeah. They they pull the rug up, and they see a wet spot on the floor, so... <laughs> she smells it. She, like, yeah. touches it and smells it, and, and she's like, like... What the mm, fuck? Bacon grease. Yeah. <laughs> so Noah grabs an axe and starts axing through the floor as the Hans Zimmer... This soundtrack <laughs> fucking goes yeah the, the the poor esp guy who owns this cabin is like what are you doing yeah he just he he had some land and he built some cabins he's like i'm gonna make a campsite because i love what? camping they did, they what did they do what i called that one bertha <laughs> uh and it reveals a well a well 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 <laughs> what do we have here uh, so <laughs> Anyway, they're investigating this well. Uh, the broken TV in the cabin starts playing static and water starts seeping out of it. This is good. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's this good is... that things are wet that shouldn't be wet. Especially because they've sold it in the visual language of the movie. The Samara's wet. She is. She's dripping wet. <laughs> yeah, she makes things wet. Um, uh, okay. Uh, they, like, look down the well, and they, like, can't see the bottom, so they, like, drop a rock down there, uh, and then all of a sudden, bugs fly out. Yeah. Uh, and Rachel gets knocked down the well by the TV, which she's just kind of slides dead. over. She's dead. You see her, like, whack against the side of the well as she's falling. She's fucking down. It's done. It's fucking over. It's Jover. Uh, we get, uh, wet Naomi Watts, uh, Naomi uh, Wets. Naomi Hots. Hello. Yeah. Nipples are hard, is what you said. Well, you can't just show me in her, like, her in these little baby sleeve t-shirts all movie and not have me be you like, ooh, she can kind of get it. You can't show me 2002 Naomi Watts and then get her all wet and then not expect me to... She's a babe in this <laughs> for, movie. For real. Uh, she inspects the sides of the well and finds some fingernails embedded into the rock. I which, love this. That's fucking crazy. Anytime, anytime you do this, I like it. Anytime you find uh, pieces, parts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Noah's like, I will rescue you. But the well, like, shuts itself, which is oh, great. Oh, it's a, it's a comedy of errors where he, like... <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, trying to get the fire hose and he's, like, boinking himself. He yoinks himself, himself back <laughs> yeah. because the hose isn't long Like enough. he's in a fucking Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah. He's not doing a great job. He's not helping. Yeah. Um, uh, but we get wet hair and a hand reaches out and grabs Rachel and we zoom all the way up out of the well and into a flashback. Yeah. Which is great. I love that shit. Yeah. Uh, that's good it's visual storytelling. Yeah. Um, we see, basically what we see is we see Anna murder her daughter. This was also apparently worse in the, <laughs> in the original cut. Um, where yeah. like the plastic didn't work and she's just started hitting her. Oh god, yeah. yeah, cause she like puts a plastic bag over her head and then just shoves her into the well. Yeah. Um, um and we see the from from the daughter's perspective looking up out of the well as the lid gets like 
shoved over it as there's this rim of light around it in a in the ring. It looks like yeah, the logo of the, the ring. Yeah, the ring. Um, which is good. That's fucking good. That's it's visual good. storytelling. It's good. Uh, it's a great visual. I also love like what they're doing here because they're really like we're gonna get into it as like um, the kind of closing action of the movie starts to kick in, but like it really sets up like oh um you um the character of rachel is really sympathetic towards the the daughter at this point yeah because she's like oh you you know you were she sees her as a victim naturally because she's a child who was murdered yeah and Um, you would and when you see things through her perspective and you see like this stuff happening you're like oh this is this is terrible like you know your your mom brutally killed you and shoved you down a well and uh naturally (laughs) The last thing that you ever saw was, you know, the the well, like, closing over you in the, the rim of light, right? Um, and th- this is something that makes a lot more sense if you believe in Shintoism. You, yeah, yeah, you said <laughs> this, and I, I 100% agree with you. Just the idea that, like, um, somebody, you know, dying in, a, like, a state of uh, heightened emotions, their kind of spirit um, imprints on the, the, the area. The location. The location, the and, and specifically, like, kind of... Um, uh, would exert itself in the real world in, in certain ways and um, you would be able to feel that when you when you go there um that's all very like you know it's very japanese basically yeah um we believe in pretty literal ghosts as well though oh sure it's kind of, it's kind of a worldwide it, thing we all appreciate it yeah everyone loves ghosts but i mean that that specific um sort of like configuration of everything where i know what you're saying though. where like because it's gonna cut and rachel's gonna be literally like holding um the, the little girl's bones and yeah. it's gonna be like oh now that i've found like your your remains and i can take you up out of here and like have you properly interred it will like put you to to rest basically this maybe don't go to this spot anymore because it's tainted but like you your spirit can can move on basically which just reminded me that the finale of the original is kind of wilder where they're just like wrestling this girl out of the well and trying (laughs) to like bury her in the dirt which is crazy it's fucking great whereas this one they just like we'll call the cops they they call the cops there's the sirens uh uh the listen if i'm dealing with something supernatural and i'm holding bones you better believe i'm gonna see that to the end i'm not trusting someone else to handle uh, this we have to we have to go over this before we go past it but she she uh looks at at noah and she's like seven he's like how long could you survive (laughs) okay literally literally the sentence is wow i can't imagine being stuck down in a well all alone like like that don't kill yourself (laughs) (laughs) that's so sad um, and she's like, seven days. You could survive in the bottom of a well for seven days. Makes you think. Makes you think. She gives all the people who see the tape seven days to live because it's like being pushed into the bottom of the well. Spooky. Yeah. Um, anyway, the sirens come and he's like, it's over now. Um, yeah, they'll take care of it. Yeah, the, they're good. Uh, it's fine. It's normal. I'm um, sure they'll give her a... A Catholic burial yeah. that'll excise all of this. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's like, you know, sometimes you just have an omen child and it's fine and normal. Just like my little boy. <laughs> yeah, he draws weird pictures and says weird shit. And I would never push him down visions. a well. <laughs> if I had the omen child, he would just be my best friend. He would call me Rachel. Yeah, he would, we would solve we would crimes together. first name basis. We would solve crimes together. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, so he's like, well, you know, I'll be, um, in your life again and I'll be in your, your son's life and call me sometime, but not when you're running a movie. (laughs) Implying that it was his choice. 
What if she's just like, I don't want you to. <laughs> yeah. I made the choice to not involve you. Uh, anyway, we get a, a Hadi Naomi Watts shower scene, which is just the fucking shower scene from The Grudge. No, but the without hand the grudge stuff. Out. Yeah, but without that stuff in it. Um, you, I would take a shower for four days. Oh God, if you were in, the, in what you called the corpse soup. It is, yeah. It's a gazpacho of girls. <laughs> uh. Uh, anyway, so she she goes to bed. Uh, she's like sleeping in the same uh, in the same bed as Aiden, uh, like holding him, and he's like, "Don't you have to be at work?" And she's like, "Not today." <laughs> American consumerism loses. I Big got L. fired. <laughs> uh, and she says, "You know, we did it. We we took the girl out of that dark place." And then we get he's like, "What you what?" <laughs> we get the best possible ending, which is like this sudden emotional twist where he's like. What? <laughs> you what? You don't wait. You helped her. Why did you do that? You weren't supposed to do that. She's evil. You <laughs> fucking idiot. You fucking idiot. Uh, we see the uh, uh, at that it cuts to um, Noah, who's like in his studio. He like picks up his coffee, and you see the ring. You see a ring of coffee <laughs> of condensation, like of water drips That's around. Funny. That's funny. There's TV static. Um, he sees the well. The phone starts ringing. Yeah. Um, and we see this the is, fucking scene. This is for the first time you get to see her come out of this well. And I, it is excellent. I, you know, like, I'm, like, hooting, hooting and hollering at this point. Because yeah. I know it's coming. And I'm like, fuck Obviously. yeah. This is the fuck. This is it. Like, this, is just, this is just the original This is what the ending. whole movie has been building up to. You're like, all right, let's fucking go. It's the best part of the movie. It is the best part. I, do I think... think yeah, I think we're about to say the same thing. I think it plays a little better in the original. I agree with that. 100%. I like the practical. I like the J-horror vibe of it. Yeah. I I think the makeup is a little too much. I think they're trying a little too hard to make her look like exorcisty. Yeah, cuz the so the literal things that happen is she like climbs out of the well all spookily and then kind of like walks out and she walks out of the TV into the into the room. I like I like the original actress just like falling out of the TV. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, yeah cuz she's the you see it a little bit in this one as she's coming up out of the well where she comes up almost like spider like like yeah. crawling out of the I well. I like that. Um but they kind of just have her like walk out, uh-huh. but in the yeah, you're right. In the original, it's a lot more. You know, it's that classic shot of her coming out of the TV. Yeah, it's been. It is. It is classic. There's I a... think that is still. Yeah. The more classic scene. Yeah. Um, we get a first person POV of Rachel driving out into traffic as she's trying she's to save him. She's swerving in and out of traffic, and it's quite alarming. Uh, we see we see the little girl teleporting. Uh, and she attacks Noah. The Hans Zimmer really kicks in as she Rachel's like... She does some like, sick teleportation powers. Maybe she was psychic. I mean, she's evil. This is like her... This is she like, does have like evil psychic powers. This is like, oh, you thought this was about like family generational trauma and about how like this child no, has been left to die? No, fuck that 2020 bullshit. No, this is about that. evil psychic <laughs> This is about evil little girl. <laughs> um... Yeah, the Hans Zimmer music kicks in as Rachel's climbing up the stairs and she finds Noah sitting in a chair. He's all wet. The TV's playing static. Uh, she's screaming. She, like, turns the chair around and she just... It doesn't show you, but she screams and yeah. walks away. And you know. Yeah, you, you know, know he's doing the crazy face. <laughs> the The next part is really funny. She's, like, leaving. And as she's, like as she's going down the stairs, she sees his uh, journalist student girlfriend going up the elevator. And she just doesn't say anything. No. What would you say? <laughs> 
because uh, you're getting pinned for that murder. Oh, yeah. She's, like, holding, like, a bloody handkerchief. Like, dude, you're fucked. Like, the cops yeah, are gonna get you. They're gonna get you for that. Um, she, uh, uh, <laughs> comes home and she says to Aiden, go to your room. <laughs> and and his, the kid's like, <gasps> he gets all scared. The, um, the face he makes is like, okay. Okay. Uh, and she, she calls out, she's like, what do you want from me? Why not me? And then she realizes, blah, 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 the copy she, she made. She copied the tape. And she then it the plays tape. in her mind, like, she wants everyone to know. Yeah, you, so, we get, we get a montage of spreading the sickness. Uh, the, my favorite part is the scene where she's getting interviewed in the hospital. And it's like, oh, you don't want to hurt anyone. She's like, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> I love that creepy little girl bullshit. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Aiden's like, man, the tape's gonna keep killing, isn't it? Uh, but she's like, all right, here's what you got, we gotta do. We gotta make you make a copy. She, like, <laughs> directs his hand, like, copying yeah. the tape. Yeah. Which is kind of cute. Uh, and we see the well, and we see static, and then we see another little, like, flit of, like, f- fast images, and then it cuts to credits. So that's how the tape exists. And you, the viewer who watched the movie, are the next victim. That's right. Yeah. Because you've seen the tape. You've seen the movie. Ah, so good. Apparently, uh, there was some more stuff cut out. I don't really care that this was cut out personally, but also it would be a funny bookend where, like, um, I forget who was playing him, but there was this, like, murderer or something that got out of jail that she was talking to in the beginning of the movie. He's like, hey, you're a journalist. You can help clear my name. And, like, It'll show her dropping off the tape at, like, his house. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's funny. And there was, like, another alternate ending that I read about where, like, she, like, just returns it to a blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of funny, too. Like, yeah. I wouldn't mind that one, but yeah. that's also kind of insane. Yeah, like, definitely. Like, we kind of established, like, this character is a bad person, but that's still kind of crazy. <sighs> I, I love this movie. Yeah. I, I had a great time. Um, I think, like... It's a great time movie. It's a great time movie. Like, it's just fun. Um, this you know, is, I feel like this is like a foundational viewing if you consider yourself a horror person. Definitely. I, you know, there's some stuff that I really like about it. And it's that, yes, it is thematic. But, like, I don't, I don't think it actually cares that much about, like, having consistent exactly themes. No, it's not big on the themes. But, you know, I... Don't like, really mind that because there is enough going on in other directions. Like, it's so good in other ways. Like, yeah, it does kind of throw away this whole, like, theme of, like, family and generational trauma. And, like, what do you do when you have this, like, weird relationship with your kid? And, like, what's the best way to navigate that? And like We did you... have that, but then she was just evil. But then, like, oh, but, but actually... But the original has that issue, too. If you had a, the omen child for real and she was evil, then you just have to kill that kid. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and it's good that she died. Yeah. Um, which is crazy. Um, I think it's good that she died. <laughs> um, it does feel like very much like cutting against what the rest of the movie is about. But I don't know. I, I had a good time. Like I, I was like, okay, it's like a stupid dumb guy twist, but like it's a good dumb guy twist. Like I, I still like it. Yeah. Yeah. When the when the kids like, what the fuck? You took her out of the well. You weren't I, supposed to do I that. I like that. The kid being like. What did you do? That's a great emotional yeah. moment. And I love that that all happens within the realm of like... This... I feel like that's more rewarding than if you just gave me like a theme about family or whatever. Which like... Yes. There are, there are other movies that are 
better at that. There are movies that are like more committed to that bit that I think managed to, I agree. to, to sell that. I, I just like that, um, you know, in like the middle of the downbeat of this horror movie, they managed to sell you the the monster isn't really dead moment, but they do it through like this fake out. Um, I think it really works. Oh, yeah. Um, it's great in the original, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I said at the at the top, like, I like the this movie and the original for, like, different reasons, but I like them both. But I think this movie's a little bit more, like, in my zone of movies that I watch and enjoy, and so I, I had a great time with this. It is, um, it is a big Hollywood movie version of that first movie. Like, don't get me wrong, it is a great version of that. It's just, like, it's trying really hard to, like, sell the mood and the tone and look really good. And it's kind of a dumb guy movie, honestly. Like, in, a, in like, d- dumb guy complimentary. Like, you know, um, Gore Verbinski, you did it. Like, you, <laughs> I can absolutely imagine, like, fans of this, of uh, the original, like, not liking this movie for a few reasons. Because it is a big departure, but I think it totally hits what it's going for i think in hindsight seeing what other remakes could have been a a lot of people have changed their minds yeah but yeah and i do think that like people learned maybe the wrong lesson like oh they always do like i like the grudge the grudge goes about it in the complete opposite way which is like it got the original director it tries to be very much the same movie the grudge is on the other side of the spectrum where it's like just kind of the same movie but with worse american actors yeah I, i think that movie is um can't really escape the gravity of the the original movie in that way and fall short in the ways you would expect it to. Which The Grudge is just kind of weird in general. Yeah. Um, it, it was weird to begin with. It was weird to begin with. Um, I think, like, The the Ring and Ringu are, like, the better of the two. Yes, like, those are the better I, two movies. I fully agree. Um, but, yeah, I just I just had a great time. Um, I, I felt like it just kind of nailed it. Um, and I, I like the... The, um, you know, basically everything except for the character of Noah, who's just kind of this annoying ex-husband guy. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't really have any kind of emotional arc. You know, he's got this thing no. where he's like, oh, he has like one line where he's like, well, my dad sucked, so I didn't want to be a bad dad, but I thought I would be, so. No, we don't really go into more than that. I guess his character arc would be like learning to be a dad, I guess, in simpler terms. But, but he's, it's, he's a, just it's not, not really... We don't really get to see any of that or anything. It's one of those things where you feel that, like, this character was not this character in the original novel because that story is just not this guy's story. Like, no, it's he, different. It, it would have to be, like, written in considerably more than it is, so... Yeah. Hey, he is playing the role of love interest. This yeah. is the role that women play in every other movie. That's right. There are so many women who are this character for a dude in movies. That's right. Um, so I, I definitely I think, enjoyed it. I think it's equality. I, I definitely still like enjoyed it overall. Um, the fact that, you know, there was a kid actor in large parts of it and I didn't hate him is like already like a huge accomplishment. No, I for think me. how weird he is is kinda charming. I think it works, yeah. I think I think it totally works. So yeah. Um We've already been going for like. <laughs> I know this is gonna be a longest episode, but you know what? Work. Good, good episode. Should we just get into some some numbers? Yeah. All right. Uh, well, first off is the spookiness rating. How good are these scares and the vibes? Ooh, if you asked me when I was like ten years old, I'd say like a five. But right now, I'm probably gonna say like a three. I'd say like a three. Because I've seen it a couple of times. I still think the visuals are crazy. 
I think the visuals are pretty it's good. It's got some really good moments in there. I think, um, you know, the very limited use of, like, gore works. Um, and the time, times they do no, use it, it looks pretty good. It's not that kind of movie. And yeah. it's like, I can appreciate that. Yeah. Like, I like movies like this. I think things like, um, you know, kind of fumbling the, the ending, at least compared to the original that's done in all practical, is like a knock against it, keeping it out of, like, a four territory for me. And it's just not like a scare your fucking pants off movie yeah. it's more of like a you know it's like a silent hill type it's a creepy vibe situation baby. it's creepy oh, silent hill was copying this homework all day long yeah for sure um so yeah like a three for that uh next is the watchability how easy is it to throw this on and have a good time i think it's like a four for me for me it's like a five this yeah. is so watchable this it's is just incredibly like, watchable yeah this is like oh you just throw this on you have a good time like it i think it's paced pretty well i think despite um there are times in in movies like this where oh yeah we're just gonna do nothing for a while huh nothing's gonna be happening i mean i screen. feel like there's always crazy stuff happening in this movie that i always have to look forward to because i'm like Oh, I get to see that horse kill itself again. Yeah. And then I get to see, like, the super suicide of Brian yeah. Cox. Like, yeah. that stuff is crazy. There's just enough stuff like that, and, like, the back end of the movie has just enough momentum to it where it just kind of sails smoothly through the, the back end of it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think it just works. I think, um, you know, we'll, I'll see how I feel on repeat viewings. Like, I expect I would like this on repeat, but I'm not 100% sure. Uh, you but, will. You will. Yeah, so. Um, I mean, this is the first time I've seen this since I was, like, a kid. Yeah, that and would, I I think I like it more now. Yeah, that so. would, that would like cement it as a five for me if I enjoyed it coming back to it. So I'll I'll report back. Um, and then last off is the Vincent Price, vamp rating. How good were the campiness and overall performances? I would almost say like a three, just for like the weird little kid, and like the the girl's doing a great job too. She's kind of like doing her like creepy little girl thing like her little white girl swag thing <laughs> and like you have brian cox doing the brian cox stuff yeah he's barely in the movie but the stuff that he's in is like fantastic naomi so. watts is also great i think naomi watts is like so much better than uh sarah michelle Keller in the grudge i can't help but compare them you know but... they wanted to get gwyneth paltrow that would have sucked. I know. It would have been the worst the, movie. And the reason the reason it would have sucked is because like Gwyneth Paltrow doesn't have quite the the um, charisma that Naomi Watts has, where you just like watch her and you're like, ooh, I'd like her. <laughs> you know, and like that that draws you in. You're into not just the... saying that because sh- she's like a smoking hot babe, right? Well, <laughs> it's part of it. No, but I think she has like the 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 kind of quali- the kind of like Harrison Ford like lead character like oh I just like them they're yeah. on screen and they're talking and I'm just like I am not annoyed by them I think yeah she you know... she feels like a really real character where she's like kind of a bad person <laughs> like yeah. out and out but like yeah you can tell she's trying her best there's a way to fumble this character where you're not interested in where them you and don't where... like them at all yeah and, we're... and like um that's another difference in the original book this is like a guy yeah um and i could totally imagine thinking like oh this fucking waste of a man i hate him so much he's such an asshole throughout the whole thing i could imagine um that rubbing me really the wrong way um but she brings like a, her like fears about motherhood and her being a good parent uh, come oh, through yeah. in the performance in a way that's like very um 
it just works. It just works. You 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 um, feel for her basically. Yeah. You, you go on the journey with her. Uh, she like takes the the journey with you. You see a lot of like just her face reacting to stuff, mm-hmm. and she's great in like a good way. So yeah, I think I think anyone else is kind of like understated, but I think there are some really good performances in this. Yeah, I think there are good. I mean, there's not that many performances. The only thing keeping this out of like a five is like I don't have quite the stable of guys that I want, and I've already talked about how like I don't like the... Brian Cox fills my stable of guys. Oh, he's him and the horses i'll smoke a joint with that dude you know i saw him on a mcdonald's commercial just doing the fucking uh the uh what's his name the logan roy the logan roy thing he he does commercials now where he's just logan roy and it's kind of it's kind of scary how much it works yeah All right. So Especially, that's... like, how much you're supposed to hate that guy. You're like, oh, look at him. Yeah. It, it fucking works. I you're mean, like, oh, I mean, yeah. this fucking works. Anyway. Uh, all right. That's the movie. Good movie. It was great. Great movie. Um, There was another part that I forgot about. Yeah? One of the producers wanted David Lynch for this. That would have been crazy. It would have been such a different movie. I don't know if I want that or not. I think I do. It just... would have been a different movie for sure it would have been a very different movie i'm imagining like the ring but it's like the horror parts of twin peaks and that's kind of like bizarre yeah that that's very weird i could see i could see it working for sure it would be different it would be a very different movie like i want that and this movie i want them both to exist yeah all right should we should we talk about our our dastardly evil plans yeah so we're doing every other week we're doing our what do we call them? Fall, Fall favorites. favorites. Don't sue us for that. <laughs> we can't think of anything else. And yeah, so our next episode's coming out in October, so it's officially we're back for Fall we're Favorites. We're so back. Um, we're each going to just pick one, because we're going to yeah. stick just to the month of October. So um, we're doing two this year, which yep. is great. Which is fine. We will have lots more Fall Favorites. Uh, we have so many favorites to show you. We'll reveal mine next time, because I'm choosing the next one. Yeah, we're going in the opposite order we went last time, so I'm going to be first this time. And you have selected... I want to do Hereditary. Let's fucking go! We have to talk about this movie. This is, like, maybe your favorite movie. I don't know. I don't think it's my favorite movie, but it's one of my favorite movies. It's a movie that I associate extremely strongly with you. We saw this in theaters. It was a great time. It was amazing. Um, amazing we... in the theater. Great audience for it, which you fucking need. We'll talk about it. <laughs> but yeah, speaking of uh... movies about family. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to it. This is a movie we've both seen a handful so, of times, a several times. Yeah. So. Looking forward to it. Um, join us in a couple weeks for that. Yeah, and where can they find you if uh, they want to find you and send you videos? Uh, well, you can always send me videos at um, putrid underscore imp, and um, uh, you can find the podcast at Scary Bear. And if you want to send me videos, send me your favorite YouTube videos. Send me your favorite TikToks. You are no cursed ones though. You are, or on a, I'll come get you. You are on like a TikTok kick. Oh, you just say that because I like it now. You're you're on TikTok. I'm not on TikTok, which is nice because I don't have to scroll the hell site. You can just give me the good ones. It's funny to just scroll and see what it gives me. Okay, but the first time I tried to use it, it just started automatically playing a video, and then like it was over, and the next video automatically started playing, and I can't do that. I need a you break. can. You can make it not do that. 
We'll, we'll look into it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's an option. But you can find me at opal.card.go. That's got my links and stuff. Yeah, tell people about the show. We like it. We like making it. We would like yeah. more people to listen. Yeah. Yeah. Even if our schedule's been kind of weird, we're going to be more consistent about the every other week thing, I think. Yeah, I think if we try and since we're not going to be able to do it every week, we got a little inconsistent with it and we're going to try and be like, okay. It's just like the nature of my job. I cannot be home every weekend. So yeah. we're going to try to fit it in every other week. That's yeah. easier. That's that's easier. And I feel like committing to that and a specific day of the week too will help us be more consistent. Yeah, so. exactly. All right. I don't have anything. <laughs> I uh, like I that sound now. <laughs> Time to go make some fucking chicken. Oh, that's right. We're making chicken. We're making so much chicken that we have we're, to eat. Yeah, we're getting into meal prepping. So we're making so much fucking chicken. And I'm going to make a little sauce for it. And we're going to make green beans. And it's going to be yummy. I love green beans. Green beans are... That's, those are like your favorite vegetable right now. Green beans are OP. Audience, tell me your favorite vegetable. They're green beans for me. I love to hear it. And that's going to do it. All right. <laughs> Yay. Poking you. You're poking me. Attacking ah, you. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs>